Welcome to Dudes of Hazard Radio. I'm your co-host, Brad Nagley. Today in studio, I got with me Mr. Jeremy Beechner and Mike Mattis. What's up, guys? What's going on, Brad? What's up, Bradley? Mitch? How you boys been doing? And we actually might have a drop-in guest. We don't know. He hasn't said if he's coming or not, but we'll, we'll wait and see if he comes. Well, he said that he's coming. And then he kind of flaked at not, the end. But. I don't know. Not kind of. <laughs> obviously not here. Yeah, it's true. No, it's giving him a hard time. What have you guys been into? Not a whole lot, man. Just trying to like play as much golf as I can. Living life, working, trying to plan a wedding. Yeah. Yeah, got back from the the summer road trip with Donnie and Cal not too long ago, but we'll go into that a little bit on another podcast, another story for another day. But uh yeah. yeah. So uh for you guys listening, it's going to be kind of a little bit different podcast. Uh, it's going to be kind of more of a hangout, chilling vibe. Not much itinerary, not stuff we're going to get through. Uh, just kind of talking wherever it leads us. Um, if you got something you want to talk about, just throw it in there. I got something right now. Go. So, Mattis, be honest with us. You don't have to go a lot of details. Kind of going to be a podcast about it. But right before Donnie left, we had a little session. Or Yeah, before you guys left, I had a session with Donnie. Oh, it's follow-through? Well, you definitely just follow through. <laughs> Worked on some irons and stuff like that. So give me like an overall, maybe like an overall grade of the days you were with him and, and maybe what you thought of his improvement so far. So when you, like, wh- what do you want me to grade? Because there's, there's, <laughs> <laughs> if, if you want me to grade his um, scoring, his, his scoring, I mean, at, at at Cartersville, not so great. I think it was 17 over through six holes. Is the number that's that I'm saying. And if I'm not being hyperbolic in saying that, if I'm wrong, I'm not wrong by that much. And I could be <laughs> wrong in either direction. <laughs> um, no, so that was like a tough stretch of holes for him. Overall, like seems like his tempo is getting a little better. Um, still struggling with the driver. He had to put that in timeout. But really, honestly, like, especially like down to the Fields Club, like him and Nolan played me and Cal in a scramble, and they beat us two and one. Mm. But, Cal. but that is with, and that wasn't even Cal. Cal was in his driver well, too. He was in fairways with, like, Cal was hitting the ball hard and hitting fairways nice. with it. Um, yeah, the, uh, the driver went to timeout, though. And as soon as the driver went to timeout and there was a lot of, you know, 180 yard four hybrids kind of just right down the middle. So he kind of like, he, there were moments on the trip where he found his groove yeah. with, with the hybrid, but the, uh, the driver to go into timeout for a little while. I don't know of a better, I don't know of a golfer that I teach that hits a better hybrid than Donnie. Consistently. Like just like, I guess what I would call a bunt shot. Just bunts it down there. And yeah. 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 Yep. I mean, that's like his is, go-to. Is Donnie playing the bunt shot or? I mean, it just kind of happens. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not like, I mean, he obviously doesn't generate like a ton of speed, but I mean, he just, he can, it's a fairway finder is what I tell him all the time. Like, yeah. It's yeah, just, yeah. It's your hybrid fairway finder. Now, if you could just do that with your driver and get another 30 yards out of it, it'd be uh, ideal, obviously, but. That's when he was like, kind of, I feel like even when he was finding his, his groove was with that hybrid when it was kind of just like, I mean, even if it was like a 400 yard par four, you know, 180, 180 wedge, one or two putts, you mm-hmm. know, just kind of like 
taking your medicine a lot of places. But he, he definitely found his groove with the hybrid, but the the driver was still a little I told very, him he, very negative club path on that driver swing. I told him he needed to get a Frankenwood. Positive. The Frankenwood, the feel like Phil Mickelson in 2008. Just get him two Frankenwoods. One has a draw face and one has a yeah. fade face, and just let him hit the Frankenwood. Get him like a 360 cc like FTI driver head, set it to fade. Just let him hit off the, <laughs> off the 13 deck. degrees. <laughs> Rope it. <clears throat> so, uh, I got some sad news in the game of golf. I am in a boot <laughs> for the month of July. The game of golf will have to survive and endure best that it can. I mean, I'm wondering how. I mean, how you guys are going to proceed playing without me? But I mean, I hope you do. Um, which... probably, probably the same way I did for the first like 30 years of my life. But <laughs> <laughs> but no, let's let's talk about let's talk about this injury. So Brad's sitting here; he's in a boot. <sighs> that tan tan line's going to look nasty. Yes. There's Luckily, a, I there's a red, there's a blue nipple on the top of it. I'm very tempted to punch it, <laughs> inflate it, press it, watch what happens. <laughs> See if we can make his big toe explode. <laughs> so, so I was on vacation in Hilton Head. Um, was playing pickleball. Too many bearded irises. No, this was eight thirty in the morning. <laughs> oh, so I uh, no, I was playing pickleball and. Uh, Ruptured a tendon slash muscle on the bottom of my foot. Hurt super bad, but I'm in a boot for four to six weeks. So, so when you did it, did you like automatically, did you know immediately like you did something? Yeah. Or is it like that night you got home, it was hurting, and then you went to the doctor? No. So how, how it happened is it was in the second game. We're playing best two out of three. Um, Who are you playing? Me and my wife are playing her brother and her cousin. Now her brother, Division One baseball player, in he shape. Lost. Do that. Her cousin is a sophomore swimmer at Georgetown. Phenomenal shape. So you're I, a two-time two so you, champion. So though. It, it sounds like there was a bunch of elite athletes on that on that exactly. Court. And I just want <laughs> me and Steph whooped them the first two games. All right, and just hammered them down. But it happened at the end of the se- uh, second game, and they wanted to play a third anyways, and. Uh, I'm too prideful to say no, and I continued to play. I was moving slow, but it was kind of like it hurt, but it wasn't that bad. And they said, hey, we got uh, 18 holes at 1230. I'm in. <laughs> so I went out there, and I could barely walk, man. After after that and putting on golf shoes and like going out by the fourth hole, I could. I was limping and playing. Uh, it was – it was not fun. Wait, so you were to? Uh, I remember like earlier you were telling me that you attempted to play golf like after the injury happened, but I didn't realize that. So I thought so, the, I thought the doctor was between. I thought it went pickleball, doctor, golf. No, so it went pickleball in the morning, golf at noon. Was terrible. Went to a fancy steakhouse dinner, Cranes. Mm. Yeah, we can talk about that. Yikes. Went to Cranes uh, Tavern. It's a nice steakhouse in on Hilton Head. And, I mean, I got up from Cranes, and I couldn't walk. I had to, like, shoulder shoulder, like, with my dad and Steph. Oh, dang. Get out of there. The bouncers are stepping in. Like, this guy's hammered. <laughs> You're like, no, I'm just hurt. Yeah. $140 <laughs> bottle of wine. Here we come. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I knew I needed to go to the doctor. The next morning, I stood up out of bed, and I went down to my knees. And, like, I mean, it was, like, legit, like, 
hard. I mean, I've dislocated and shattered my elbow, surgeries, all that kind of stuff. And it was like someone sticking a knife in the bottom of my foot. Yikes. But I had to piss bad, so I crawled to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> You just laid on the floor, <laughs> rainbow shot it right in. No, I legit, right? I crawled to the toilet, pushed myself up on the toilet, and stood there on one leg, just getting out the. But so uh, I feel like I, we need to like establish like a dudes of hazards like Patreon or something and put up the video of that <laughs> for like for ten dollars a month. You can watch if, if we, Brad take a leak with a broken foot. <laughs> Fifteen dollars a month. You can watch Calvin take a shit in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so then that's when I knew I needed to go look, get it looked at. So I went to an orthopedic guy on Hilton Head. X-rays tore this muscle slash tendon on the bottom of my foot. He said it was super. It must have been super painful. I was like, yeah. It was. Mm. So I'm in a boot, and then I, he said, obviously no more pickleball for a while. I said, what about golf? And he said, honestly, he said, if you can play golf in the boot, go for it. Well, we had a tea time in Atlantic Dunes on Friday. This was Wednesday. I've been practicing swinging with the boot, trying to get a smooth swing going. But uh, ultimately, we got a big rain that night, Saturday or Friday, woke up and knew it rained a lot, called the course, and they were car path only. So I, uh, <laughs> I opted out of paying $180 to walk around in the boot. Fair enough. But I think Carpath only would have done that for you too. Just just Carpath only. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I I would have done the same thing to be honest. I mean, Brad's foot's not even hurt. He just didn't want to play Carpath only. <laughs> <laughs> the boo was just to get him out of yeah. it. The worst Carpath only I've ever played was Old Tacoa last year. Oh, Those man. first two holes. The second hole. It was hole seven by the time I caught my breath. <laughs> <laughs> hole two was brutal. Hole one was brutal too. I mean, it wasn't as bad, but like two. Paint us a picture. What what is, what is one? What did you do? Why was it such a long walk? Well, it's just one was very like there were certain sections that you could only go down, and it's like car path way up here on the hill, and you had to. Like, so car path on what side of the fairway? Left side. Okay, going so, up the hill, very undulating hilly. So you got to like walk down and then go up to your ball or if you you know push it right it goes up this hill and whatever so then hit your shot and then you have to hike back up a hill to your cart and then kind of like a u-shape kind of a funnel yeah thing. like mm -hmm. a big u-shape why didn't you just hit the fairway i mean i did but it's like it's still <laughs> a hike and the weird part was like point of entry like where you'd get out of your cart then you'd have to hike up the fairway to get it but and then hole two was the bitch it was there's a lot of natural areas on two, so like it's almost like big force carry off the tee. Or no, like you can't hit driver, so you have to hit a, a Donnie punch shot off the Donnie a hybrid off the tee. There you go. And then from there you have a short iron into that green, but, but it was blind. But it's blind into the green, and then again there's that the greens weren't tiny, but so it's just not a lot of natural area too. Immediately going back, you know, from one, and it was just stupid steep down and then going back up to the cart i'm pretty sure there was a day i was on all fours going up the hill i mean it, <laughs> just bear crawling up it so how many rounds did you play out there that week old tacoa two because i was like before i was in the dudes yeah that, that predates three, right? me three 
Three. We did practice around Otakoa, then we played Old Union, and then we played Otakoa again. Yeah, so two. So two rounds at Otakoa. Yeah. Yeah. Three total rounds. Yeah. So, but um, I don't know. I mean, the, the first year. So Otakoa. So that was. So Jude's only been around for a few years, but it seems like there's been like a few out of town trips and. Brad, we've known each other for a little while now, and it seems like you got a story from just about every dude's trip. So how would you rank the dude's trips based on overall experience with the dudes and um, golf courses? And let's preface with which ones have you been on? I know you've been on Springdale. I know you've done Old I Mill. Didn't do I Springdale. You, oh, you were on Springdale. I thought you were on Springdale. I had, uh, I had, Springdale. I had a baby in the middle of last year, so kind of... Well, you should have planned that better. <laughs> no excuses. Play like a champion. Come on. But... Um, to be honest, so last year I did Old Tacoa. We both did that one. Me and Jeremy did, and then we played in the two man at Pinehurst. Which which you, which one did you prefer? Like if you had to pick one to do reenact or go over and do it again, which one did you want to do? Um, I liked I really liked the Old Tacoa trip, and the reason why I really liked it the, a lot is because there was a lot of guys that stayed in the same house, and but the Pinehurst trip was really fun. But we all were split up. Yeah, like I think there's two or three houses, which maybe normally is okay, but I just feel like when you get a, if you're trying to take eight or ten, twelve guys staying, yeah, roughly staying in one house or staying side by side houses is really fun because you get to obviously mingle with everybody. Where if you're split between two or three houses, you can only mingle with people <clears throat> in your house. Because well, Old Mill had great, we had a great set. There were too many people. There are too many other groups there, but I did like that like cul-de-sac. In theory, I liked the cul-de-sac setup that we had. I did. At Old Mill. But so you you would have loved Old Dakota. So if you, um, my favorite out of town tournament, hands down. I mean, been on a few. It was Old Dakota for me. It was like you, we went down this legit. You turned off this road and turned onto another road, and then you're on a gravel road for like two miles. A gravel road. Oh wow! And then like, start hear banjo music while you're driving back there. There's a water crossing in your car. <laughs> no, no joke. It's like, are we supposed to drive through this? How deep is it? Yeah, does Ron, Ron know about this still? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we pretty much set that up to the middle of the doors, getting through that water crossing. Jeez, I was about to say, yeah. Ron's I like, car. Sorry, Ron. <laughs> I don't know if I snitched on that like, or not. A little sedan. Yeah. I don't know that. No, like, my I Honda Accord's going to make it, it through. Wasn't, it wasn't that bad. Luckily, everyone was in SUVs and trucks, weren't they? Yeah. Um, but then it was just this awesome, sweet, miraculous cabin on, right on a river, and all of us stayed there. And it was yeah. just... Gotcha. So you guys didn't even stay. You didn't stay in the... Uh, like on property there, you got no. some, you got something nearby. So it was like, well, Old Union, the second course that we played was probably like forty five minutes away. Uh, that was a drive, and then Old Tacoa was close. It was probably maybe like a six minute drive, but it wasn't on property or anything like that. Um, and they didn't finish those little houses yet either. When yeah, we were playing, so, they were finishing these little tiny houses that had like, I guess four or five people could sleep in them. Yeah, um, but they I, they hadn't finished those yet. Have you seen their course? Are you following them on Instagram at all, Mike? Old Union, or I, uh, I could ask, but uh, no, the answer is no to both of them. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Give them a follow on Instagram. So now they have these like little tiny houses on property on okay. course that you can rent. And it's like literally like kitchen, living room, two bedrooms, two bathrooms. And yeah, those are perfect. Sweet. We, we yeah. said something similar to that when we went up to Macklemore for this last trip because that was kind of out there and we had like a 340 tea time. So we didn't feel like you know, busting two hours back to Atlanta after that about being, after being on property since 8 a.m. So it was a, it was a long day up there. So we just wanted to crash somewhere, but it was just like, kind of like a shotgun house. Like you walk in, kitchen in the front, 
there's a loft with like two beds upstairs. You can kind of see there's like a door, just kind of a ladder up there. And then like a couple bunk beds, bed off in the back, and then like a bathroom. Like yeah. everything you need, nothing you don't. Like I love that for a golf trip, especially if you're trying to like keep the cost down and like keep things affordable, which yeah, I'm always trying to do. <clears throat> then the Pinehurst trip, we stayed with Corey down there, um, which is awesome. Great, uh, but you know, guys are split up, and not everybody can stay with Corey. Why not? So. Corey didn't want to accommodate <laughs> sixteen guys. We, we, had, we had a route enough houses it is. Yeah, was, so I'm sure he was leading the charge. <laughs> so Corey's uh, fiance and my sister are good friends. So Tori came. So Justin was there. Me and Jeremy, Ben Byler. That was that. Was that it in Corey's yeah. house? So then you had a whole another group to stay in other places, but. uh so I, I definitely think if you just make, you know, if you can have everybody staying together for some reason, it just kind of. It makes everything way better. Like yeah. if there's ever like the opportunity to like put everyone in the same house or like, or like even, even like houses. old mill. Even like, old mill. I mean, the, we're right next to were, each other. Yeah. I, I love that concept. There was probably about 40 too many people staying on the property. <laughs> Only 40? <laughs> yeah. 40 too many cars. Yeah, I know. <laughs> But no, yeah, it was it was slam packed out there. But I like that concept of having like the cul-de-sac with like everything around, especially like in the mountains, which is like where a lot of our golf is played. There's always like sick views, like good place, smoke a cigar, drink a beer on the back porch. Yeah, like the the setup can make or break a golf trip. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. I want to do um, I want to do one that it's like literally like your cart is the way you get around for the entire weekend. Like yeah, you know, you're back in the woods. And you take the cart down to get breakfast or you, you know, kind of do that. We did that at Springdale. Yeah, So exactly we, like we did do that. But there's a kind of a caveat to that because carts need to be charged and changed. So it's like. They don't have chargers on it? Like at your cabin? No, not at the cabin. So you'd have to go like. It, it was easy to swap it out. But I mean, it was like, all right, like cart's about to die. Like got to go down to the clubhouse, take my bag off this one, put it on this. One. I wouldn't think like, it'd be that hard to like just set up like a little station where you park them at night by the cabin. Plug them in. Yeah. Or even that, like, I, I I like when they, you don't switch carts, but you get yourself home. So it's like you bring your, like, after a round, you come up, you drop your cart, the bags stay on that same cart. Yeah. And they, you know, clean your clubs, <clears throat> make yeah. sure, swap out your teeth. You leave your rangefinder in it, leave yeah, your towels. Yeah, I love that. I love, yeah. I love coming down. Day two of a trip. Beer cans everywhere in the golf cart still. No, 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 no. They get those out of there for you. That's part of that. Looking through a sea of golf carts yeah. for your bag. Yeah. <laughs> Tip your bartenders and your servers. But as long as you do that, yeah. I mean, they like, they swap it out. Like you come into a, like a freshly prepared version of your cart. You know what I mean? Like, you know, there's no place like home. And if you make that thing feel like home, but you got someone in there, you know, scrub those grooves out, yeah. clear out the beer cans. Charge it up. Good to go for another day. Another 36. I just got a text. Our fourth is not going to come. Mm. That's not surprising. Mark, I'm holding this against you. So, uh, yeah, if you guys are wondering, Mark can commit to the podcast. I texted him and said, are you good for the podcast? He goes, yep, I'll be there. And uh, he's not with us. Forever hold you hold this against you, Mark. That's all right. We'll meet Evan. Yeah. <clears throat> what else is new? I got to play Sweetens Cove. Oh, uh, 
Yeah, well, I want to talk about yeah, wait last a minute. week. Have you been on since you played 5,000 holes in one day? I have not. Okay, okay so, you, so you, we got you a couple have, talking points. No, no. Not, that's yeah. not even a couple. There's one talking point that we all need to hear about. Is this man sitting directly to my right played 200 holes in one day, and he's acting like he has nothing to talk about over here right now. Still sore. Still sore? <laughs> it was a long day. <laughs> yeah. 15 hours. Six... 6.02, the first tee shot went off. 6.02. 6.02. Do you have any sun at that point, or were you, were you like, could you track the ball? When you, you could track off? the ball, but the sun wasn't up yet. It was just, okay. like, blue. Like, I guess, like, just overcast skies, basically. The sun wasn't up yet, but, yeah, yeah. 6.02, the ball went off. It hurt like hell. Um, and then last putt went in at 9.17 p.m. And literally just loop, 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 loop all the way around. Long enough to go to the bathroom at the turn, basically, keep going. Had a giant American flag in the back of my golf cart. And then the pro shop was uh, helpful enough to say, hey, like, there's a, <laughs> there's a guy in a golf cart with an American flag on the back. I let him play through. He's trying to play a golf marathon today, trying to get 200 holes in. And for the most part, everyone did. They would just pull the side, wave you on. Hopefully you didn't hit anybody. And you just kept trugging along to finish. But, yeah. Yeah, I went out and like buzzed a few holes with you for it. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like even that was kind of generating some interest. There's a few yeah. guys out there that were kind enough to pull out their wallets and donate to the cause. It was pretty cool. We, the goal was uh, – I did this last year and fell short. Did 180 holes last year. Bradley was out there with me. Um, and then had to basically live with that for all year. I know. It, it was downpouring like all day. It did. And what was the original goal? Was last year's goal 200? No. The, so how it, how it all originally started is the Folds of Honor, basically, they tried to do a golf-a-thon where you try to play 100 holes. And um, I've done 100 holes before, and like I'd start at 6 o'clock in the morning or so, and you'd be done by like 1. And then you're like, okay, I'm done. And then last year, I was like, you know what? Like That's like baby stuff. Let's see how far we can push this. And then literally finished the night. It was the same thing, pretty much 9 o'clock. Yeah. And I finished at 180. But like Bradley said, that we got like an hour and a half rain delay. And so I got screwed out of my hour and a half of time, which I think I could have got 200 if it wasn't for the rain. And then easy, yeah. It's it's technically, technically, it was technically car path only. It was car path only, yeah. And, technically uh, car path only. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Which keep, means, keep it out of the fairway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right in the rough. And yeah, walk, yeah. Walk the we're, on the, we're on the high sides. Um, and so I told myself this year, I was like, hell of high water. I'm going to get 200 holes this year. And, um, yeah. And the crazy part was I played, I asked the pro shop people and they said that I'd played through 191 rounds of golf that day. So they basically did 191 rounds of golf that day. And I played through obviously all of them to get wow. through them all. Yeah. yeah. So last put went at 917. Dang. I don't know. It was like. Pine Oaks did that kind of volume out there, too. That's, it's a, that, crazy. that's a pretty big day. Yeah. I mean, like they, I mean, they average anyway. probably 120, 130 a day. Yeah. But, yeah, obviously, holiday weekend, I did more. But, yeah, it was no rain this year, so it was nice. And yeah. So, how how is, like, the mental game on that? Because even, like, tracking your rounds, so I was kind of following you on, like, Instagram stories and whatever, and it, it seemed like right off the bat, you're like, hey, got a couple birdies. I think your eagle came, like, fairly early in the day, mm-hmm. too, didn't it? Eagle it was, 11, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Driver, uh, five iron to the left of that flag. The flag was like back left, and I chipped it in. Eagle, and I was like, oh, baby. And Donnie had given oh, me a chipping uh, eagle, too. Chipping eagle, yeah. All yeah, right. Not strong enough to get to the green, obviously. Um, but chipping eagle. And then 
like whole like for some reason like whole 150 is like the mental block for me like that's like i guess i'm not a marathon runner obviously um but when you get to like <laughs> what mild, do you mean by that obviously well, you know i think you could do it maybe um <laughs> but like that was just like my mental block i get to mile mark or whatever 150 is my number and i just start to like okay you know 150 is nice <laughs> maybe we just call it quits and then i'm like absolutely not and then yeah. you just keep going from that point um but yeah it was, i mean it's you just you just keep doing it and then i had some people that i met earlier in the day that were veterans um and they basically said thank you for what you're doing and, it, and like i have more like like handshakes and applauds and thank yous yeah and I, i've never served never been in a military at all my brother has but um they were telling me thank you and i should have been like i should be telling you thank you like right and just like that feedback from those people were like just like enough to kind of keep you going yeah um but it was really cool and then like you said i was just i was trying to get the link out trying to get the support out as much as possible the goal was five thousand last year we got to like 2800 so i was a little upset about it and of course i didn't get 200 so i was like it wasn't necessarily a failure but i was like i just feel like there's more we could do and then i told myself i said we're gonna get 200 holes and hopefully we can get to five five thousand and we did we got to 50 just shy of 5,500. So we beat the goal. Sick. We made the goal of the 200. Um, already got some things thinking about how we can expand this past 15 hours if my body will allow me to do it. But I'm thinking about maybe some lights, maybe some yeah. glow balls. Ooh. So we'll see what happens. 250? Um, what number are you thinking next year? Well, you, so is someone, there any way that you think you could play for 24 hours? So uh, someone sent me this article of some guy in the Clarksville, Tennessee, who played 24 hours straight. And this is the crazy part. 24 hours is crazy enough. But the crazy part is he shot three over par for the entire day of playing 24 hours of golf. How many holes? Like 412 or something like that. Where did he do it? Some some nine. This is like back in '67 or '68, 1968. Oh god! Gotcha. But so it was a nine hole facility. The, some PGA professional at the time in Clarksville, and he was basically trying to raise money to send his kids to some golf camp or whatever. Yeah. But he basically played for 24 hours straight. I think it was like 412 holes or something, uh, and his entire 412 holes combined, he was three over par. That's wild. Was it a par three? Like, did, no, it was it was a, it was a regulation thirty six. Like, yeah, executive. I guess you call it executive course, right? Yeah, executive course. Yeah, yeah. thirty six. Par thirty six. Crazy three over. Yeah, I was three over and like half of the first, <laughs> yeah, first nine. They're two holes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I burned the first hole of the day at six oh seven, and I was like, okay, this is gonna be really good today. Going low or <laughs> going this is low be my last birdie hours. of the day. Um, How many birdies did you end up with on the day? Oh god, I think it was twenty three. 23 birds? No, I can't be right. I'll have to look at Instagram. I can't remember. I think it was more than that. That's yeah. lame stats. I want to know socks, shoes, gloves, tees, balls. What's what's your most – like, yeah, like whatever score you made, that's easy. But, like, what what is the metric that you will most remember? Like, I drank 57 bottles of water. I don't know. It could be, like, something like that. Um, He couldn't wear his shoes by the end of it. I could not wear shoes – I, I didn't wear shoes for three days afterwards. I couldn't. There's so many blisters. I just yeah. couldn't. Um, but yeah, the last, probably the last 30 holes, I wore my Crocs. I couldn't, I just could not. My feet weren't bleeding, but they're, if they were going to, it was pretty close. But yeah, it was definitely shoes. 
So I, heard, I wore two pairs of golf shoes, and then I tried to wear my tennis shoes. I couldn't do it, and so I put my Crocs on, and I finished my last 30 holes or so with my Crocs. But probably golf balls, I think I lost probably, I don't know, I think it was like 23 or 24 golf balls in the course of the day. Nice. So ever played after you? There are some there's some golf ones out to there. be found out. You see any idolists one through fours with JB on the side? That's me. It's Jeremy Beechner. I want those back. Feel free to send those back to me. <laughs> yeah, you need, you start like you start like plugging. You need yeah. to start like plugging your. If you find this, please donate on. to the Folds of Honor. Here's the link. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Book, book a lesson at. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you found this ball, you hit it just as bad as I did. Book if you a found lesson. this ball, you suck too. <laughs> yeah. One eight hundred lesson. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it was, yeah, it was a great day. I just, um, I'm thankful for the opportunity to be able to do that and raise awareness for the Folds of Honor and all they do for, uh, military children and stuff like that. So, so next year, so 150, the first year, kind of disappointing, hit the goal of 200, the second year, year three, kind of off mic, we were talking about some options of playing when the sun isn't as high in the sky as you want it to be. What are you thinking for next year? Well, I made this official um, and, and reached out to people yet, but I may have to reach out to uh, Mr. Josh Baxter at East Tennessee Reynolds and uh, see about getting some, uh, I call them generator lights, um, but get those, maybe potentially get those posted up at Pine Oaks and um, see if maybe we could just do a loop or maybe all the front nine only. And just go around, 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 around for 24 hours and see if see if I crash and burn or if I can make it all the way through. Um, maybe a good experience, and I don't know. See what happens. Maybe I think it'd be fun. Yeah. So. So is that something you'd? Um, are you going for the goal of quantity of holes or for time? Well, I don't. There's a gentleman in uh, Knoxville at Holston Hills. His name is Joey. Um, starts with a B. I can't think of his last name, but anyways, he was at Houston Hills, the assistant there. And to my knowledge, he had a record of like 190 something holes a couple mm -hmm. years ago. And so, to my knowledge, I broke that record of 200 holes. Is that just for Folds of Honor in Tennessee, or like broke that record for what category? Um, to my knowledge that I know of, that is the most holes a single player has played in one day. Was 200 holes. Could be completely wrong. Somebody could have done 500. I don't know. But to my knowledge, uh, in all folds of honor in the state of Tennessee, 200 is the biggest number that someone's done. Oh, um, yeah. So um, 15 hours, obviously, is straight golf. So the only thing you could do is obviously keep playing past dark. And the only thing I can think of is lights and glow balls and maybe yeah. some adult beverages at that hour to get you through. Ooh, adult um, beverages. But, I, uh, that mean coffee or? Well, you know. <laughs> Uh, maybe some Bailey's something. I don't know. There you go. Um, that's, but that's another nine hours of golf. At least, at least. Um, so yeah, it's only that I can know to get more, more awareness, more, uh, the, more funds donated. The reason I asked for quantity of holes versus time is because I feel like if you had a group like play with you, especially through the night, it'd be easier. If you, I feel like if you're going to be out there by yourself grinding at 3 a.m., it's just going to be gonna be taxing on you yeah now which yeah yeah so i kind of this may potentially into another segment but um but yeah it's kind of what we did i got to do early a couple weeks ago at sweetens cove and i got to go play there for the first time uh we we're doing this uh 
some fundraising for another program that I do during the summer in the fall is uh, PGA Hope we do for veterans. Basically a program for veterans to come out for free, learn to play golf, uh, things of that nature. Um, but we got to play at Sweetens and then basically played from 2 a.m. was our first tee time all the way through to 8 a.m. So, so if, I, if I'm correct, basically it was 24 hours of golf and they had you guys scheduled in shifts mm-hmm. almost. Yeah. And you had the... The, the the night kicker <laughs> night kicker shift um how yes. did you get so lucky well you know when you have a lot of friends in Nashville they just say hey you must be the the leader let's just send you to let's send you the 2 a.m shift no but we had some uh PGA professionals that went with us um Cody Weems uh, Chris Woods and Brian Bentley and myself we drove down there left at Tri-Cities at 10 o'clock got there of course you pull in you can see all the lights I was calling the marine layer, even though it's not a marine layer, but it's the fog everywhere. I was calling the yeah, marine yeah. layer. Um, but it was really cool. And, and I can't imagine just like playing by myself for, like you said, six hours straight. I just would not be very fun. Yeah. Um, but we just we were like, you know, we're going to play a foursome. And, and if you don't like it, that's fine. But we're going to do it. And so we did it. And it was obviously made it way more enjoyable than imagined. Because yeah. originally you're supposed to just play three holes and you keep a golf ball in the air for 24 hours straight. So, like, you'd play three holes, you pass the ball to me, and I'd play three holes, and i pass the ball to you for three holes. And that was it. And you basically waited for the ball to come back around. And we were like, we're not going to do that because that's 2 a.m. It's just not going to be possible. Yeah. One of us is going to fall asleep and not wake up until <laughs> 9 o'clock. So, we just played a foursome, and we just kept playing. And I think that day we played, I want to say, like, 38 holes in the six-hour time frame we had. Damn. And, I mean, for those who have been to Sweden's, it's obviously just nine holes. And so, we just... We'd play the, they had an American flag up for one round and they had a, like a Sweetens Cove uh, flag up. So we would just switch the, the flags. And then every nine, we would play a different format. So like, they had two different, like, they two different holes punched on the green mm-hmm. for you to yeah, play. So like, oh, nice. Yeah. So, so like, you would target which one for mm-hmm. which round. Yeah. So for those that have played, number one, like they had the American flag on the far right hand side of the green, like closest to two T box. And then on the, the Sweetens Cove flag, the traditional flag was on the far left. Um, and you get to play it every nine. We kind of switch flags, and then we play different games like four ball, match play, things of that nature. Um, but I think they, we just got shy of twenty five thousand dollars donated for that. So that's awesome. It was really cool to to be a part of that. And was that was that your first time out at Sweetens? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've I've heard Ian talk about it forever about him being able to go to Sweden. So every time we talk about it, I'm like... I've never met a man that loves the Chattanooga area more than... <laughs> yeah, to be a Tri-Cities man, he loves Chattanooga. Uh, but I've been wanting to go so bad. And then um, this opportunity came up to be able to support such a great cause. And I was like, I'm going to do it, even if that means seeing off at 2 a.m. to do it. Yeah, why not? Especially and, play that golf course, too. Yeah, and then seeing the sun come up, like I took absolutely terrible pictures of this, but it was... It was I was going to awesome, say, like, say. honestly, like... I bet it kind of sucked sleep wise, but that is the shift I would want to do. I mean, just because it's unique. Um, I mean, we tee off obviously in the dark, two a.m., but you yeah. got to see the sunrise. You get to finish in the daylight. Obviously, the drive sucked horribly on the way home. Um, you guys immediately leave after that and drive home. Well, we did stop in the pro shop obviously to get some goodies. Um, I got a quick store on the on the pro shop part, but uh, but yeah, we, we went straight home after that because they had a, they had a tee time. They had a shotgun start at nine o'clock. So we finished at eight. That basically went out and switched the pins from the American flags to the Sweet and Close flags. Picked up all of our Tennessee PGA signage, PGA Hope signage, and then they had a group of I don't know thirty golfers getting ready to tee off. Shotgun start nine o'clock. 
So they basically got us out, got everyone started, and then boom, nine o'clock shotgun started. So did you go home and sleep? I actually couldn't. I had to go work after that. Are you serious? And I had to teach at night too. Yeah. So how long were you up? 30, 39 hours straight. It was a long couple of days. Have yourself a day. Yeah. So, you, so did you, you worked so all day? Worked. Yeah. So we left on Monday night at ten a.m. So you, you worked all day. I worked all day Monday. Left. Left at ten o'clock on Monday night. We drove to Chattanooga, obviously. Teed off at two a.m. Tuesday morning. Played golf until eight a.m. Tuesday morning. Messed around the pro shop for an hour. So we left at Chattanooga time at nine a.m. Chattanooga time. Drove all the way home, and then I had to do a little work stuff, and then I had to teach that night. So I didn't go to bed until probably 9 o'clock Tuesday night after waking up 5 a.m. on Monday morning. Jeez. Have yourself a day. So I, I will admit, and I'm skeptical to say this publicly, I am a sweetened skeptic. It is hard for me to get excited about a nine-hole golf course. So as someone that's been there, Tell me why I should be about. Tell me why I should be excited about Sweetens. Well, I hope I can do Ian justice here by talking it up. Well, um, he should have been here if uh, <laughs> and, and if make, he were to defend uh, himself and make Sweetens go <laughs> proud by talking about good stuff about him. But um, to be honest, I was kind of the same way because I, I mean, I've been to some really nice prestigious places, and of course they're all eighteen holes. Um, and the, I think I may be wrong. I probably am wrong, but I don't. I think this is my first nine hole course I ever played just nine holes only um so I was a little nervous about it too just kind of being the same thing over and over but you want to talk about like natural areas like just looking like literally just carved out of farmland it looks yeah. like that and of course in the dark you can't see anything exterior to the holes yeah you just the fairways and greens is kind of what's in front of you <laughs> yeah and then when the sun came up you could see all the farmland that was around you and I swear they literally just took the farmland, the rolling hills they were in, planted some high grass, and then mowed fairways. And that's literally what it's like. But the greens are insanely undulated. It's like an elephant graveyard out there? Basically. Yeah, and they have these nice plateaus where they can put these pins, and they got deep wells you can go in through to go to the next hole. I can't even think of a golf course near here that we might like experience something like that. Um, that has like those... I mean, the greens are ginormous. I cannot imagine having to mow those every day. Yeah. It's just, but you can, obviously they ask you if you want to play different tees when you play different nines. And of course you play different flags. So, so every day they cut two holes. Every day they have two holes in. Gotcha. They have okay, a, so I, I have I a blue and a white it. flag to my knowledge. I may be wrong with that, but I'm pretty sure it was a blue and a white flag. Is it enough? Is it? Is there a difference? If you're playing a hole, does it act completely different on the green and set up different? It's literally like three to potentially four greens that we normally play at home here, that size is that that's the size of the greens at Sweetens. Really? They're that ginormous. They're, I mean, they're freaking, they're huge. Like think of like 18, uh, 18th green at Pine Oaks, how long it is. Mm -hmm. But imagine having like four of those deep, like from front to back, and then two so of them wide. squared off. Like yeah. Huge would have taken the, the wide, the width and. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're like, I didn't see him walk mow him, but if they walked mow him, that person could only probably walk mow two greens and finish in time because they're that big yeah. and they're that undulated from up and down. But yeah, like one of the holes, like on for example, on one that pins far left and the other pins back right. But I swear there could have been 
45 yards between the two of them. That's how far difference there is between the greens. Did that lead to any like unique shots? Were you like, were you or anyone else you played with? Did you think about pulling out anything other than putter on the green? Like, you, was, was there like, some yeah, eight iron bump and run? There's some pins that we were hitting that you had to hit like hybrid, just because there's no way you're gonna stop a wedge or an eight iron or anything. So you had to literally pull hybrid out and just putt it. Yeah, up the hill. That's only. Would there be a do. difference in yardages? Like, okay, so you played this, played this hole. And it's playing this, a par three, for example. You're playing to this pin, and it's going to play 150. Now you're playing to this pin, and it's going to be 180. Completely different. Yeah, I can't think of the, I, I think it's hole five. I may be really wrong on that. But the hole five, they had a pin up front, and then a pin back middle. The first time we played it, the hole was like 135. It was a front pin. And I was like, okay, that's kind of an easy. But you can't see any of the flag sticks, because it goes over the mount. It reminded me of... Um, Tobacco. Tobacco Road, that par five where you hit into and you can't see, and the next hole is a par three. Yes. And you yeah. can't see the flag at all. That's what yeah. it reminded me of. You can't see the flag at all, but you just have a general direction of where you're trying to go. Yep. So it's 135 on the front flag the first time you do it. And then when we came back around, it was like 196. On the 135 next one. to 196? Yeah. Jeez. That's how deep that green was from front to back. That's insane. So, yeah, it was... And there's no real elevation other than you just really can't. There's a big giant like grassy mound that you have to go over to clear. But other than that, it's pretty. You what you see is what you get. It's pretty flat. Yeah, but so, it it's it's pretty fun. Oh, pretty yeah. Fun. I'm just trying to like draw comparisons like other like massive. Like the only place that I've ever played that had like shockingly massive greens was like Bethpage. That was a very. Yeah, for for those who went to the Otakoa trip, or not the Otakoa, but the Tobacco Road trip, the greens were a lot like that, as far as like... And who who designed Sweden's? I don't know if... Oh, I probably should know this. Yeah. I don't we, know, we, though. We have cell phones, I guess. Yeah. I don't know who did that. Because I know, I don't know if that was another strain, because it seems like he has this kind of thumbprint on this part of the country, but admittedly, I, I don't know who designed that. King Collins Golf Course, and I'm I'm not familiar, but hey, yeah, I also don't know that much. <laughs> and they're like in this like um, like, I guess you call it like a plain, and so like any amount of rain they get, it just automatically starts to like puddle up a little bit. So like the night before we got there on, I guess it had been Sunday night into Monday morning, it had rained. And so there's like these random little puddles. And so I asked the guy, I said, how much range do you guys get? And he's like, well, I'm like, I don't know, half an inch, three quarters of an inch. And I'm like, are you serious? And he was like, yeah. He's like, we're kind of like in a miniature like floodplain. And so like anytime it rains a little bit, like it starts to like puddle up. It was really interesting. But yeah, that's surprising in a place like that. You'd think mm -hmm. that would have everything. Especially how insulated off. they are. But yeah. Yeah. But I mean, and the greens were like really good for as much rain as, the, for them, as much rain as they got. Um but yeah, I would definitely, I would definitely go back. Crazy story about um, when we come off of number nine, there was like this empty like area to the left, and they had a tent set up. And so I thought one of the guys who was working the event was just sleeping in the tent. Couldn't find out they had like boxed off these little like I call them one by ones, but like these little areas where you could set up a tent and maybe park your personal stuff right there. 
and they sell these little square lots with a tent for a thousand bucks. So you, so Mattis would go there and buy a tent or a little lot with a tent on it for a thousand bucks. And then in your thousand bucks, you could play golf all day long on Friday and Saturday for a thousand bucks. And you, wait, so that's like per day. That's not like a permanent, like, no, it's not, you, you, you buy a two day permit, a two day tent permit to sleep in this square in the, in a tent. And you get to play golf all day Friday and all day Saturday for a thousand bucks. And they sold 40 freaking spots that weekend in, in like 18 hours. Jeez. $40,000. Good for them. Yeah. Oh my God. That, that's, I guess that's how much, I guess, demand there is to go play, to go play there. Um, get one on deck. Yeah. So it was really, it was really cool to see that. <clears throat> yes. What else is new? What do you, what do you guys got going on in your life right now? In my life right now? It doesn't have to be golf related. Let's just kind of dive in. I mean, you're planning for a wedding. Planning a wedding. How's that going? It's going. <laughs> <laughs> Stressful? Um, not yet because weddings are very expensive. So we're still trying to figure out that piece of it yeah. especially these days so yeah we're still trying to sort out the whole wedding thing um going down to atlanta this weekend actually don't even know if i'm gonna be playing any golf but going down to atlanta for fourth of july weekend see family jenna's flying in and out of atlanta for a trip that she's doing with some friends to play some lacrosse out in colorado um and i'm actually i'm running in uh the peachtree road race down there when i'm it's the it's a 10k in Atlanta the morning of the Fourth of July it's like the I'd be I feel like I'm making these numbers up but it's like the it's the biggest 10k in the world I think there's like 60,000 participants in this like one 10k you're just doing that for fun yeah it's weird doing it to <laughs> doing it to prove to myself that I can that's <laughs> like what Hughes what tra Hughes training to do like what a half marathon half marathon yeah yeah good for him. <laughs> Overachievement. Yeah, going back to my homeland to do that. He's doing the one up there in Indy. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Does not sound like fun to me. It sounds like torture. Yeah. Make me run. Yeah. It's not that bad once you get going. Once you get past like the three mile, if you can do three miles, I feel like, like you can do like miles, yeah. <laughs> it's not it's not that hard. So I think like what it, they call it Iron Man where you swim, bike, and run. Yeah, it's like no, a three-mile swim, like a 100-mile bike, and then a marathon. Well, not those exact numbers, but like the swimming part sounds like not terrible. That's, like I think, the hardest part. I don't think that's so bad. And then the biking, 100 miles sounds like excessive on the biking, but like if you did like 10 miles, and then I'm not out, I'm out, out on the running part. But So what are you saying? You just want to I just want to a little bit? I'll bike a little bit. I'll swim a little bit, and, a little bit, and then you got, I'll tag you guys <laughs> in. You guys finish the rest. Yeah, we'll do like a miniature half Iron Man. I'll stick to like the dude's Iron Man, where all I have to worry about is some T's stuck into the green versus uh. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. See, all right, guys. Too addicted. So after talking shit about him because he flaked out, he did show up. The man, the myth, the legend, Mark Byler is with us. What's going on? How are you doing? Tell us how you feel about your brother. <laughs> We're gonna dive right in. Which part? <laughs> the top half. Um, <laughs> he's, he's been a little bitch, <laughs> including tonight. 
Yeah, there's okay. a chance he's going to make it, and he's um, sick. I was like, what is wrong with you? I told him most of us can function in Hangover City, but he just <laughs> obviously can't do it. He's probably been on a uh, week-long vendor right now. <laughs> <laughs> Coming off of it. It's just a hangover. <laughs> You're not really sick, Ben. It's just a case of the old beer flu. The beer flu, yep. Let's talk about Linville. Yeah. Land Harbor out there. What were your yeah, thoughts? Yeah, I want to hear it. I did not miss the length out there at all. I was a little skeptical. Yeah. Going out were. there and like, because we were like, all right, we're going to go out here. Um, like, not like an overly expensive golf course, but not like a value golf course either. And I was like, oh. What, what was it? Like 70 something bucks for 18 holes? I want to, yeah, like high yeah. 60s, low 70s for 18, yeah. for 18 holes. And I was like, I didn't know how I felt about that. Looking at a scorecard scene, it was like, it was just south of 4,900 yards from the tip. And I want to say it was a par 66, par 67. Wow. Does that sound right, Brad? It was, it was, yeah, you're right on the length. It was par 68. Par 68, yeah. So in that neighborhood. So I was like, is this going to be like a little like pitch and putt place? Because like, it's like your typical Myrtle Beach. Putt putt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pirates yeah, Cove. Yeah. <laughs> there's a bunch of lights, there's a clown nose, a windmill, little mock up of the Eiffel Tower, you know, the whole nine. No, it, but it, it was none of that. Like, I really, I didn't feel like I missed a length at all. Like, if anything, they did a very good job out there of it just being, like, they shortened it off the tee. Was, was my feeling out there Yeah, where you had some like 165 yard, like your tee shots could be like 165 yards, but that didn't mean that you didn't have 165 yards back to the green. And they're right. with, with like, with like not a corner to was cut. A, I was going to say, was there a bunch of dog legs? <laughs> it was a bunch of hard dog legs, a lot of elevation changes up and down. Um, like really like I, I I really didn't feel like I missed the distance on that. Like, you know, anywhere you go, you expect at least like 6,500 yards from the tips. Right. right. And it's like out here, it was 4,900. Yeah. This is um, your second time, Brad? It's my second time playing okay. it. I remember it. But your first, time, your first time was way back in the Oh, day, yeah. Like right? 10 like, years like, ago oh, okay. uh, with my dad. And like, I don't know how he just like decided to go up to North Carolina. And I was like, uh, let's just, let's just go try this course. And I remembered it just being fun. Yeah. Good layout, fun, good, like, conditioned course. And I've been meeting, me every year, it was like, we're going to try to go up there and play. And, you know, dad's like, yeah, we can, but we never do. Um, and so then me, Mike, um, Ben, and Jacob. Okay. Like, we're, I forgot Jacob went. Yeah. We're, we're going to go up there and play. And it was, uh, it was in good condition. Dude, the pictures looked incredible. Greens, like, greens looked amazing. Greens were pure. And um, it was exactly how I remembered it. Front nine, traditional golf. I mean, you can hit drivers. Yeah. I was even like 3,400. Like, it wasn't that short. The yeah. front wasn't that short. And it was par 36. Yeah, yeah. But then the back nine turned into Hilly. like very mountain golfish, like hundred, like he said, 160 shot to a 15-yard fairway, maybe. Mm. And then 160 shot up to an elevated green or something like that. I like that uh, picture that you posted of that par three um, yeah. over the pond. 
That was that, that was on the front. Like, yeah. Little Augusta vibes. Yeah. That one was a good one. <clears throat> that was a good one. Um I like it. I definitely want to get more guys up there and play it. Yeah. I think it's that whole part of the country is like great. Like I, I've only played two courses out there in that Linville, Newland, Boone, Banner Elk. Yep. I mean, I'm kind of like new to that this Tri Cities, Tri State, this whole like part of the country. I, I, I remember when I was like eight years old, we went on like a ski trip up to Sugar Mountain or whatever. But that was like my last time up there. I don't have any like meaningful memories of it. But I have yet to be disappointed by like any golf course in that in that like very accessible part of like Mountain North Carolina that we can get to from like the Tri Cities, like Mountain Glen and I, Land Harbor, both like held up. I maybe we can get back up there or. Um, but Elk River is mm. probably my favorite number one course. It's up there in that same area. It's extremely private, so getting on is hard. But um, it was basically, I mean, what me and Jeremy played it. What would you say Elk River is in your books? Because just explain to Mike and Mark about it. Because it's yeah, I'm not familiar. I, I don't know. I'm not usually lost for words, but the golf course is like manicured is not the word. I don't feel like it's like whatever manicured is, think of like 10 notches above manicured. And that's, and that's kind of what you got. And the greens were like literally putting on Mitch's floors in here. Mm. It was that fast. Lick. And we went in a time, I can't remember if we went in September, October, but obviously mountain, peak fall. Yeah. Mm. Peak fall. Beautiful. Everything's red and orange. I mean, but no leaves on the ground yet. Yeah, or they bloom already before we well, got there. Probably. Regardless, but yeah, and even if you were shooting 157 that day, I don't think you could have a bad time just because of the views on it. And the clubhouse was really cool afterwards. Put it too. this way: if you were like a bunker edge, right? So you got sand, and then there's an edge of a bunker and like grass sticking up, right? If one little piece was hanging off the edge, that was out of place for that course. Wow. It was probably the most. Who'd you play with out there? You two and. Cade and Donnie. Cade. I've played it a couple times, but okay. that round was me, Jeremy, Cade, and Donnie. Okay. Um, and you're talking about some beaver pellets. Yeah. Like yes. you could take some divots the size yeah. of a shoe. <laughs> yeah. You, you, like, you, you, was... like you could bury a squirrel in a divot. A hundred <laughs> Mike, you'd bury a dog out there. <laughs> <laughs> Small ch chihuahuas are not going to yeah. this thing out there. Yeah. No, I'd still thin it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that is, I mean, honestly, and none. Of, I didn't play good. I can't remember how everyone else played, but I was still probably my most, like, and I don't know if the first time I played it, I just didn't appreciate it. I think I've said that, but that second time we played it, I was just so in awe of the course. I didn't care how I was playing. Mm -hmm. um, it was that kind of course. Yeah. But So that that vibe up there in the mountain, I do love. I love beach golf, but um, kind of getting a soft spot for that mountain pureness golf, like yeah. Linville, um, Elk River. And I'm sure if I ever have a chance, Diamond Creek, yeah. another level right there. There you go. Yeah. When are you going to get us on the Diamond Creek? Us four. I think you can ask Donnie or Cade, right? They have the connection. I don't have the connection there. I mean, I know Mr. Humpstone, but I don't know him. You mean the pro? Yeah. You know, you know him. So you <laughs> I, mean, have, I know him, but I don't I mean, I don't know him. I, know I, think, him. I think we can get on. I'm sure we could. Between me and you, I think we could get on. You just do a trade-off. 
Yeah, I so want to go play Hounds here. That's what I want to go play. Oh, gosh, Hounds? Yeah. I'm, I'm not familiar. Dude, they have so many courses up there. You got Grandfather. You got Linville. You got um, uh, Hound Ears. Uh, you got Elk River. Diamond I think there's Creek. another. Diamond Creek, yeah. Put it this way. Diamond Creek is the like number one course in the state of North Carolina, even yeah. competing with like Pinehurst and... Really? Yeah. Yeah, Mountain. Uh, so incredible. Yeah, was that Mountain Air? It's up Mountain over Air's Quail, too, right? Do what? Up over Quail? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like, like if you look like the top golf courses in the state of North Carolina, Diamond Creek's number one. Like beating uh, Congre. Is Congre in South Carolina? Yeah, South Carolina. But it's literally the number one golf course in the state of North Carolina. And it's just right over there near Land Harbor and Mountain Glen and all that. If I'm not mistaken, at one point, it was better than they ranked it higher than Pine Valley. Yes. That's What's number one in the country right now, I think. Pine, Pine Valley is usually top three. Yeah, it's only like it's only like what, like Augusta, Seminole, Pine Valley. Yeah, it's usually your top three, top five for sure. Maybe throw one of those Long Island courses in there with Shinnecock or a Maidstone or. Yeah, yeah. I saw this one thing on uh, Golf Digest. It was the best. You could look at the top three courses in each state. You just click on the state and it show you the top three, and literally. Um, Diamond Creek was in North Carolina. What was the other one? Um, Congaree was in South Carolina. And I can't remember. But it was like, just to be up there for Diamond Creek and being so close to us, I mean, I mean that's probably the nicest course in the United States that's in that yeah. realm of a day trip for us. Yeah, so Jeremy, like you've, being, being a pro, I'm sure you've gotten to see a lot of stuff like, I know it's tough to say like what the best course is because I, I I've, I've never played Diamond Creek, but I played a couple courses that are in that category where it's like mm -hmm. if one blade of grass is like out of place, it's shocking out there. But like so like that being said, like conditioning aside, like what like what was your best like golf day, golf weekend, like what what is the best golf experience that you've had in your career? That's a good one. Or like top two top three top five because i know sometimes when you get because I, I know i played a few because like I've, I've i've played like like macklemore now i've played like medalist i've played atlanta athletic i played crooked stick beth page. indy i played beth page it's a good list but like those are great list those are all kind of like like i feel like once Stop you hit bragging when, <laughs> yeah i mean no, I mean, like, I feel it, lucky that I, you've been I, around. No, I feel lucky that I played it, but like I'm saying, what's crossing? <laughs> crossing yeah, like, <laughs> But like once you get to that category, it's like hard to like differentiate like yeah. the quality of the golf course. So like if you if you had to like set aside like oh like the most pristine golf course you played, like what is what has been your best okay, right golf experience? Top three golf courses you ever played? Oh, jeez. And why? Um. If we go for overall experience first, to answer Matt's question, overall experience, I think the trip that I got to go on in Vegas a couple of years ago was really awesome because, I mean, it, obviously we don't get to experience desert golf. So yeah. going out, and I'm from Arizona originally, so I'm somewhat familiar with desert golf, but um, when we got to go to play Paiute, which is in the Vegas trip, um, it's, it's, I mean, you, you're like 100 miles away from the mountains, but you feel like you're like from me to Mitch from the mountain. That's how close you feel yeah, like you yeah. are from the mountain. But you're like literally hundreds of miles away from it. But obviously being like 30 minutes from the strip from the golf course, you stay on the strip. I mean, it's just an overall like 
amazing trip to do, especially with a group of guys or members that you go with. Um, but like condition wise, the honors course in Chattanooga, cool. Ian probably heard of this. Um, but the honors course is probably by far the best. That was in the top three in the state of Tennessee. Yeah, cool. the best course I've ever probably played manicure wise and like overall like um, I don't want to say treating like royalty, but basically like that like. You, you know, you can't get out of the parking lot until your member shows up. You walk in with your member. Um, you know, obviously your shirt tail is tucked in. Um, yeah, no hats in the clubhouse. No hats in the clubhouse. Short There's no cash. Notes. There's no, no credit card you pay with. Your member pays for everything. Mm. Um, obviously, caddies, caddy fees. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just – and then to know that they've hosted several USAMs, Tigers won there as an amateur when he was at Stanford and stuff like that. I mean, just crazy stuff like that. Um, as far as like mountain golf goes, grandfather or elk river is probably under my top two mountain golf courses. Not mountain. We're talking about top three. I mean, you Ever. don't have to do. Mountain, oh, but. um, honors for sure. Uh, I think elk river for my opinion is a little bit better than grandfather. So that's probably my number two. Um, God, number three, Greyhawk. Greyhawk was pretty fun. On Scottsdale? Mm-hmm. I bet that was sick. Probably Greyhawk. Um, yeah, because, again, it just – I mean, again, we don't get desert golf unless you literally yeah. go out there. So, probably Greyhawk. So, how long were you out in Arizona for? I, I didn't know your um, – Yeah, so, I lived there until I was probably 12 or 13. Gotcha. But I had a junior league team that I was on that we went to nationals. And it was at um, – I think TPC Scottsdale, I think is where we were at. Okay. Where Mickelson's brother and all them own basically. They played the um the NCAA golf men's championship there this past year. At TPC. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So we got to what go. did they did they play that on the stick? Because like I've been to I've been to Scottsdale once. <clears throat> we were I was supposed to play talking stick on top of these two, but we ended up only we had like a 7 a.m. tea time at like Talking Stick. We were out there for a bachelor party and we were doing like shots of fireball in the pool at the Airbnb that we had at like four in the morning. We were like, well, I don't know if we're making this tea time. That's going to be in uh, one, two, three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know that's going to happen. So like I, I played both the courses out there before. Um, and yeah, like I, I, I absolutely loved it. So did you have like. So when you said you had a, a junior league team, so. Before you left, were you playing golf at that point in your life? Did, did you do you have the opportunity to like? I did not actually. When I left Arizona, I was twelve. I did not even know what golf was, and and then when I moved okay. to Tennessee, I fell in love with the game. Obviously, started from that point. Yeah. But when I got to go back to Greyhawk and play, I was actually getting ping certified at the time. You get what's called ping Phoenix certified. But anyways, I got to go there, and then one of the perks of being certified is you got to go play Greyhawk, and so we got to go, and then. I remember a lot of things from that trip. One thing that stands out is a starter was getting a start in a shotgun start. And he goes, for all you people who are on the east side of the world or the east side of the United States, this is not like mountain golf where you can go searching through shrubbery to get your club or to get your ball. Oh, yeah. Leave it there. He's <laughs> like, take a club if you really want to search for it. He said, but once you cross the fairway rough line, they called it fair, fairway rough line, you're going to see a snake. He's like, so yeah. if you're going to do something, maybe bat it a couple times and then go back out because you will see a snake and you will get, he's like, people getting bit on our golf course is, at least in Arizona, is not uncommon to see once a week. I believe it. So literally he's like, heart girl's got anti-venom. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, so we basically once it went into the to the desert, you're just like, well, I'll drop one here and counter stroke. And yeah, goes. yeah. So, but yeah, it's just desert golf is just it is. It's unique when you're flying, especially when you're fly, like flying to Vegas or you're flying to Arizona or anywhere over there. Like you just see all this like brown desert, and then literally you see these little random green strips. You're like, oh, that's a golf course. Yeah, I yeah. know what that golf course that is. Especially the Scottsdale area. I mean, mm-hmm. that place is just marked with golf courses. Yeah. And honestly, I enjoyed the Champions course more than I enjoyed the Stadium course when I went out and played TPC. They're, I like the fact I feel like that both had their perks on like what was. I think depend. I think I think depend on like what you're looking for in the golf course. Yeah, but they're both really awesome golf courses. Yeah, I felt like the Champions course had more to offer, like start to finish. Where I feel like the Stadium course. The front nine was just kind of like ho-hum. It was fine. But then the back nine, when you start going around that lake, Mm -hmm. what is it, like 12 or 13, I think, is when you start getting routed around that pond. I think it's 12, I think, but yeah. Yeah, I love that. There's like a par five going out, par four coming back across, then you start playing, coming back, hit the the 16th. But yeah, the 16th that – like on the stadium course, like you think of that as like the big course at the – the big hole, the waste management Mm -hmm. with like the – all the scaffolding and you know that whole like tunnel and everything. Obviously, like didn't have any of that like set up because I I played there in in June and it was I, I had a two thirty tee time in June on the That's stadium fine. course at Scottsdale. It was one hundred and thirteen degrees when we teed <laughs> off. Everyone said there's no humidity there. I'm like it's one hundred and thirteen. No, but I will say the humidity matters. But we actually get so we played that. So not only was it one hundred thirteen degrees, but that's when we got there. So our plane landed. <laughs> We got in the car, dropped our bags off at the house that we were staying at for this bachelor party. So I don't know about you guys, but I just get so dehydrated when I'm on a plane anyway. So like you're already like dry, like getting off the course. And then you just like drop your bags and you go like straight to like a 240 tea time on like the stadium course at TVZ's got says 113 degrees. This is also June of 2020. This is the middle of COVID. So like. I was looking at like the green fees for what it costs to play at those, but I think it's like four hundred bucks around to play at the stadium course out at like Scottsdale right now or something. We paid seventy five dollars oh, to pay that golf course oh, because it was a two forty tee time in, in June, the middle of summer, in the middle of June. It was one hundred thirteen degrees and we teed off. But I remember that sixteenth hole. That is a nothing hole without the scaffolding there. And I mean, I think the pros play it at like 165 yards or so. It was just a 135 yard hole onto like a pretty big green, like a little mm-hmm. bit of trouble, like short left. But as long as you like stayed right, like it, it wasn't like there, it wasn't too much to speak of. Yeah. In the my scaffolding makes, a, makes the whole difference. Yeah. And maybe the thousands of people throwing beer cans at you if you missed the green. Probably. Maybe. All right, guys, we're going to, we're going to do a new little game that i got here it's gonna be fun we're gonna take a short little break and we're gonna get to it all right guys so i thought of this so we played this uh we went to the pinehurst trip Uh i know mike and mark you guys were not there but we played this little game called celebrities and basically how it goes is you put celebrity names down into a hat you got teams you draw and you try to guess who it is except today we've got Guys from the Dudes of Hazards. Oh, God. And their names in a hat. Now, first off, I'm going to say, this is an opportunity to slam dunk on people. If your name's in this hat, we love you. We know that we can I slam don't on you. you. Brad loves you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mike just means it out of harm. Yeah. So, seven roll of lights. First round, you're going to draw a name. Teams, me and Mark. Jeremy... 
and Mike are a team. Oh, it's team couch. Easy. Team couch versus team recliners. I'm not good at these games, Bradley. Fuck. All right. Uh, new teams. <laughs> <laughs> We've already lost. All right. So we're going to draw names out of a hat. First round. You get to do kind of like your description. I mean, what it is of who you're trying to describe. You're trying to guess golfers in the dudes of hazard. All right. So I'm going to start it off. I'm going to read a name, or I'm going to have a name, and you're going to try to guess this person. Yeah, you have to share the name Jeremy, though, so we know that we're, you know, you're not. You're not a liar. We know what your we know your tendencies. <laughs> Yikes! All right. Mm. This guy's won a tournament this year. <laughs> kind of a sly kind of guy. Minor. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> oh, that was quick. Wow. All right, Jeremy. Let's do this. Pick you on. I'm gonna sit up for this. Show it to the camera. What if, uh, what if, what if you draw your own name? <laughs> Very possible. I hope it's me. <coughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. I got this. I got this. All right. Um. Okay. Okay. Um, I mean, you can say words. Oh. This is this isn't oh, charades. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I didn't know how far we're going. This um, it's a podcast. You have to I'll describe like it. Sorry, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I got a good idea already. Rise dirt bikes. No. Uh, wait, make sure I got the right name here. Oh no, that's not right. You're wrong. Um, uh, yeah, rise dirt bikes. Um, works for Chick Fil A. Or works at Chick Fil A. That doesn't narrow down at all. <laughs> <laughs> Um, usually it plays in the scramble portion of day two of our tournaments. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Cal? <laughs> Not Calvin. I know who it is. I don't know who drives dirt bikes that works for Chick-fil-A. I don't know. I don't know about dirt bikes. Just start right naming now. them. You got to keep going. Uh, well, I can name Chick-fil-A uh, people. So Donnie, Cade. Uh, Cal, really flat Alex. through. Alex. There we go. <laughs> I don't know who dirt bikes. Ugliest. Pass, pass Mark the Cup. Why am I going next? Well, just cause we're Every other turning. round, because it's going to be near Jeremy again. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Let's see here. Let me see oh. it. Let me see it. Let me see it. I don't trust you. Come on. You don't trust me? No. Why would I? You still, why would I? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, probably has the purest swing in the in the dudes. Hugh. Um. <laughs> He's a, I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I don't have too much to rag on. Um, Is it you? No, okay. not you. Um, he's getting married soon. Mattis, Mike. That's it. Did you come up with? Wow, I'm offended, Jeremy. I thought we were. I thought we were teammates for this game right now. <laughs> oh wait, we're not supposed to guess. Well, he said the best. Uh, one of the best golf swings, and you said Hugh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I forgive you. All right, give that to give that to Mike. Yeah, why are you guessing for him? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I don't have too much drag on on, on Mattis. <laughs> why not? <clears throat> One of these days, hit a cut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can't do that. That is 
Not a thing. Uh, Please pick me. So I'm just, I'm just making sure this. I'm supposed to guess this, right? Yes. yes. Okay, okay. You were supposed to get this. Okay. okay You're supposed okay. to guess this name. You're All supposed right. to guess this name. There okay. we go. There we go. Uh, traveling nurse lives in the Charlotte area. Dan Green. Yep. Damn, that's quick. <laughs> Jeez. Oh God. Uh, come on, back Mark. To me. You don't want it. So I don't guess right. this time, right? You don't get. Actually, you can. You can help me. No. I'm out. Give me an easier one. Please pick Benny. <laughs> it's not. It's gonna be awkward. <laughs> um, likes to drink alcohol out of a horn. Oh, Will Shelton. There we go. Skips leg day. <laughs> Ouch. Hopefully, isn't drowning in the golf right now. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> This is going to be fun, boys. Uh, Let me see it. Let me see it. <laughs> um, longest backswing in the dudes. I know. Um, Jacob. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was too easy. It's either him or me. <laughs> We gotta do better. We gotta do like non golf descriptions. I'm not a yeah, don't describe the golf swing. Describe their face. All right. Um, In the most demeaning way possible. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, gentleman has, uh, let's see. We're gonna do descriptions, huh? Okay. Uh, he's kind of got like real straight, flowy hair. He's kind of part, partly balding. He's got a wicked swing. He's got a terrible slice. Corey. He goes on every trip. Corey Smart. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Loves Mason Corey. <clears throat> All right, we got a better description than this. I'm not good at these games. Should we switch this to charades now? <laughs> That's great for an audio podcast. You have, you have, to, <laughs> you have to duplicate their swing. Um. All right, so we got another guy from the Tri-Cities here. He's a um, good player. Mike Mattis. Doesn't have the, <laughs> doesn't have the longest fuse in the dudes. Uh, <laughs> has been known to, to chunk a club every now and then. It's either got to be Westmoreland or... Stop Elias. right there. Yeah. <laughs> Westmoreland. <laughs> he's known I, to helicopter a few. He's been known clubs. to helicopter a few. <laughs> I think I was, uh, the first time I met Westmoreland, we were at uh, 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 Graysburg, and we were playing one of the par threes, and all I hear is, shit! And then, boom! <laughs> <laughs> Westmoreland threw the farthest nine I've ever seen the golf carts. <laughs> We should have a Went further than the ball. We should have a competition between him yeah, like and a, uh, Benny. Yeah, <laughs> you can throw the club along. Yeah, club chunking contest. <laughs> All right. Now, kind of like round two. One word. One word. That is it. Oh. One God. word to describe the describe this guy. Why can't I be a girl? We don't have any of those. <laughs> oh God, this is gonna be hard. Okay. 
it's it's going to be if you know you know if you don't you don't fridge fuck hold on oh uh, yeah i know yeah, yeah. i know i don't know if i know his name describe him he's tall muscular yes um red hair yes wow god the disrespect what know. did he do before golf i have no idea oh I've only met him once. I think. <laughs> Steroids. Come on. Um, his nickname's Fridge. I know. I don't know his name though. Give him the first letter. Da, 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 na, na. Starts with a K. Oh, Kevin Nelson. Hey. We didn't know his name. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to put two together. We all need a breakfast ball off the first tee. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so, you, some of us need two at Old Union. Yeah. <laughs> Show me one word. All right, Mark, I want to hear, speaking about first tee shots, I want to hear about your first tee shot at Old Mill. No, you don't. On Nobody does. Sunday. So tell us, tell us. Well, let's, tell, let's tell, tell us the circumstances surrounding your first tee shot let's at Old Mill. Let's just start this out. Let me, let me go back a little bit. Old Union, uh, somehow I was first tee ball and everyone. <laughs> don't know. I, I don't remember half the time. <laughs> but anyways. Why is that? I, I guess it's like the uh, ceremonial first pitch. You get these people that go and, you know, you might get someone like, uh, I don't know, George Bush. Throws out a great, nice, nice little smooth strike. And then you get someone like me, and you throw it over the over the catcher's head and hit the cameraman in the nuts or something. I don't know. That's me. All right? The camera will be lucky to get hit in the yeah, nuts. Exactly. <laughs> so old union, tee off, top one, uh, straight into the creek. Did we get breakfast balls or did I have to take a stroke? I think it's, yeah, anyway. Teed up another one. Lost ball. I wasn't even looking for it. There's no way. Teed up another one, did the same exact thing. Started looked at him and said, "It's going to be a long day, boys." <laughs> I di- that one didn't make it to the creek. I went down to the creek, and I think I hit it in the creek. They <laughs> topped that right one in the, creek. in the creek, and then I got across the creek and I hit it one more time. I was and like, then, "Max." Then he called Max. <laughs> All right, so um, Justin might be losing his nickname. Yeah, he, he, he can never be. lose that. Um, I, I just don't get along with courses that start with old. Um, but anyways, <laughs> you're so young at heart. I know. I know. Uh, yeah. So how many people did we have on that trip? There was at least 15, 20 people watching me, uh, hung over a shit from, uh, tequila seltzers and 99 bananas. Uh, I don't even think I could hold a club that morning. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone was warming up. Some people went to the range. I think I made, uh, I did the putting contest and made two other putts, and that was it. <laughs> Went to the first tee. <laughs> and proceeded to uh, swing about probably 40 miles an hour if I was lucky. and uh, Six inches over the ball. Six inches over the ball, <laughs> topped it. All acceleration, too. Accelerating <laughs> to 40 miles an hour <laughs> with a driver. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I don't even know how far it went. It was probably 20 yards at most. It barely made it up to the tea box two tea boxes ahead so yeah lovely through two tea boxes in there <laughs> <laughs> did you get past all the tea boxes though or no. or where did the 
Ooh. No, I was. Uh, where, where did the belt line remain after after <laughs> well, that? Should have been at my ankles, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't make it past the lady tees. That's for sure. Oh no! So, in typical Mark fashion, yeah, top tee shot. Um, so I guess every trip I go on, I'll be taking the first tee shot. Yeah. See if I can redeem myself. I did redeem myself on Sunday when we played from the tips. I had a decent drive. So. On number one. I was pulling for you. You you had very little confidence going into Old Mill, but I said <laughs> I did. you were gonna make the cut. I was like, just need to make the cut. That's all I need to do. And you did it. And I did it. Mission accomplished. So Yep. All right, Jeremy, what name you got? Oh, I already forgot. <laughs> okay. One word. Uh, one word. One oh, word. <clears throat> Wish I had the previous one. Um one word. Has he man before? Yeah. Okay. Um, Maybe once. <laughs> there's so many other ways to describe this individual except one word. Um, <laughs> if it's my brother, it's drunk. <laughs> bald. Only because we, <laughs> the bald one. We have a few of those. Um, only because we talked about this early, and I think you'll remember. I hope you will. Uh, ankle. That probably didn't help. Did <laughs> I don't. We haven't. All three of us have been in the same area, so I don't know how to really describe him. Ankle. Who's rolled an ankle? Oh. <laughs> Mark's over there just figuring it out for me. I got no clue. I don't know if I, I don't know if I've been around for that story. I don't know if I've been around for that experience. Well, we just told it on this pod, so <laughs> <laughs> was it you? Yeah, pickle. No, no, that's not him. Oh. No, I just told the sto- I told you the story. What happened? Yeah, we talked about it earlier. Oh Jesus! It's all right. It's a point for me and Mark. It's Nolan. Nolan rolled his ankle on that car. Oh, path oh, curve. You know. oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, God, yeah. That was God, I was thinking. F- he he maxed out like the last nine holes. <laughs> but I will say <laughs> like, I'm he not playing. I think it was uh, what hole? Was that that's hole fifteen, maybe hole fifteen at uh, Old oh, Union. No, it was you talking about the eagle. Uh, yes. Yeah, we played a scramble, and he's like one legged, and he hold out for eagle. It's hybrid 15. from the tips to like six feet. Yeah, on basically one ankle. Woo. All right, one word. Pickleball. <laughs> no hyphenating. Did you really just draw me? I did. Yeah. Well, oh, that's cheating. I'm calling shenanigans based on the host yeah, over here. How many he, times you put your name in there? Up. He put his name like 10 times in there. Do another, one. Do, do another one. That was right. Pickleball. Yeah. Was that two words? All right. I got Smart. another one. Yeah. Pro. Jeremy. Bam. Oh, my God. Try me again. You want another one? Tell me, the, tell me this cup isn't loaded right now. Tell me this cup isn't loaded. Maybe we're just good at it. Call shenanigans. Um, Crockett. Steven or Jade? That's two answers. It's not an answer. Jade. <laughs> Jade. Yes. Okay, All right. That's three Jade, in a row. Our friend, GM out there, Crockett. 
That's pretty good. Yeah. Three Lucky guess. Lucky guess. I'm just good at this game. Too bad you're not going to Vegas anytime soon. <laughs> I lose all my money. <clears throat> Dad. <laughs> That's easy. Ronald Negley. Boom. Oh. Easy, easy. Father of the host over here. Do what? I heard he's been playing well lately. I, he's, he's hit or miss. He's either 46 or 37 on a nine. It's just, there's no I hope I catch him on the 46 because he's going to beat me on the 37. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Is it me? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, what, what was the no word needed? <laughs> to- top. Topper. <laughs> Topper. Cold top. Topper. We're hyphenating different. that. No, I'm hyphenating it. That's his new last name. Oh. Who's up? I just knew. I just knew on your face. Yeah. That's all we needed. What's Some that? of these will be challenging. Huh? Same family as you just said? Do what? That the same family member as what you said earlier? I mean, <clears throat> I mean, how many words do you need? Uh, Crockett? <laughs> Steven? <Yes. laughs> oh, um, uh, let's see. Let's say, um, Charlotte. Hopefully you can narrow it down. We've already had two in Charlotte. Well, three in Charlotte. No, two in Charlotte. <laughs> uh, Calvin. Yes. What is going on right now? Whooping your ass. You got mine. Lefty. Oh, there's not too many of those. Lefty, lefty. Oh, uh, Byler? Neither. Oh, I don't, I don't know if I know any on top of my head that of a lefty. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if I know another lefty either. Really? Oh, okay. Hold on, hold on. <clears throat> another lefty. I mean, I know. I wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have others in that? What? Other than Benny and him? I, nothing. I think those are the only two that I know of off the top of my head. I don't know. I don't know if I know another lefty. I mean, Just I'm, I mean, put it down another point for Brad, Morgan Brad. We got our boy Tate. Uh, I don't think I've met Tate. Oh, there's three then. That's not even the one I thought. Who's the other one? We'll find out. Oh, all right. <laughs> all right. I think Brad's got one loaded. Yep. Who's, keep, who's keeping score? Because I think we're Y'all are up two. Yeah. Competitive. We got a bunch of golfers here, so if you can keep your score relative to par, it doesn't really matter what the number That's is. You can figure it out at the end. Yeah. Competitive. Competitive. 
Oh, you. my God. Yeah. <laughs> Am I the best one yet? You're up. Oh, you. <laughs> Here's your chance. 48 beers. <laughs> I know that's technically a word and a number, but <laughs> well, 48 beers. That's got to be Will Shelton. <gasps> this person's going to be offended. Is that Ben then? Mr. Ben Byler. All right. Old Benny boy. Old Benny boy. If you went on... uh, You got one, Mark? No. If you went on uh, the Springdale trip. If you went on the Pinehurst trip. Or the Pinehurst trip. (laughs) (laughs) Or if you went to his house, ever. (laughs) Springdale, I've never seen someone drink so much beer and play, like, okay golf. Like, not good golf, but okay golf. All right, we're going to switch this up just to make it more fun. It can be more than one word, but it has to be a roast. Oh, God. It can't be a generic description of a golf. It's got to be dunking <laughs> on somebody. Right. I want to do Ben again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put, put him back, back in there. Love it, <laughs> um, God. Let's say... Uh, This this guy's got the uh, he's kind of got the DJ swag, not in a good way. He can play good golf, but he can also play really bad golf. That's everyone. (laughs) (laughs) That isn't here down at all. Um, Uh, I don't know if I have any roasts for him. Westmoreland? No, no. I don't think Westmoreland has. The swag. That's a point for us, isn't it? Um, Keith? No. We got to get a point by uh, now. That's two Come more on. points. Yeah, yeah. All right. Two you points. Got, you, all right. <laughs> We're back it? even. Ian, all square. Ian. He's kind of got the swag. He just said short shorts. Oh, short shorts. Yeah. yeah. But that's not a roast. Nut huggers. That is. All right. Love you, Ian. Um, recently almost took his head off with his, with his own golf shot. <laughs> if you saw Instagram. <laughs> ah! Prez. There we Prez. go. Yeah. 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 I don't know if you've seen the video on Instagram yet, but he almost took Wait, his where head Where was off. that? That was at, um, that was at was the that? fields. Okay. Yeah. They had, we, it was, uh, it was, it was a uniquely designed par five in the sense that like, if you hit the fairway, it wasn't like that big of a, it wasn't like that much of a bear of a hole, but like there was this, it was like, I want to call it a wall, but it wasn't like a constructed wall. It was just like, just piling rocks, just going diagonal, like perpendicular through the fairway, like just cut the fairway right across. So if you like put it's the ball on the ground, it didn't look like it had been that hard to get that ball up. No, 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 no. What no, did no, he hit? And, uh, oh, he had a why, pitching wedge, I think. And why did Jeremy's lessons not help? <laughs> Well, you have to defer to Jeremy for why the lessons didn't help. But um, as to what happened, Job was, there was, there was a, yeah. <laughs> just enough to keep him coming. There was back. a there was probably like a three foot rock wall, <laughs> eight feet in front of him. So it's like it's far enough ahead of him that like it should not have been a problem to like clear. But uh, inevitably, it was an issue to clear for for old Donnie on this day. And if you watch the video, we actually got on like a good camera, not just like a regular like phone camera. 
and like thinned it. And if you slow the video down, it hits this rock wall and comes shooting straight back at his face. And if you watch the video in slow-mo, you cannot understand how this ball did not take like three or four teeth out. Like it looks like it goes, it must have gone like underneath his chin, like right in this little like corner. It could not have missed anywhere on his face by more than See, like on that, two on inches. On Instagram video, you can't tell where it like, does it actually hit him or does it not? No, you can't. It almost looks like it would have hit him the way the, the ball comes back, but he almost took his own head off with this thin golf shot. Amanda asked if he was trying to do a trick shot. <laughs> No, 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 no. It was just, it was just a traditional, probably. I think you're sitting a pitching wedge. You like it was so, a wedge of some sort, not more than 110 yards out. How was the follow through on a scale of one to ten? He didn't have a chance to do it because he almost got his head taken off. Like you ever see, you ever know those toys when you're a kid? There, it's like a body full of like string, and then if you just like put a little like pressure on the bottom of the toy, the whole thing just like collapses. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. I don't know if I've ever played with Oh, Jesus. Toys. This is this is like a depression era. Like, <laughs> like, I don't know. I sound like an insane person trying to like describe this. But like, have you ever seen someone's body right, just like melt? <laughs> Since someone's body just like melt in front of them because they don't know what's going to happen because they're just terrified of having their entire face taken off. That's what happened to Mr. Donnie McCarty on that swing. All right. You ready, Mark? Yeah. Could be Ben's twin brother. 15. No, 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 no. That's enough words. That's enough words. We said we were doing a phrase. You can't no, pause and continue the it's phrase. A it's a roast. It's a roast. Could be Ben's twin could be, brother. Could be Ben's twin brother. 50 going on 30. Oh, shit. Uh... 50 going on 30. Or 30 going on 50. No, he's he's 50. Oh. He plays like he's 30. Who's 50 and plays good? Or plays bad? I'm, I'm talking, when I say play, means he gets after it, like, on and off the golf course. Fuck, I don't know. Looks like Ben. Keith? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Baldy, Baldy, the bald brothers. The bald brothers. They kind of look like they kind of look similar. Yeah, they do. Especially if they have the facial hair. Yeah, both bald. Got the mustache. Yeah. Your partner's gone. That's I a think, lost point. I think we could uh, all guess this one. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Max. <laughs> <laughs> That's easy. Max Kelly. Justin Kelly Alright I'm going to send another one We're running out of time here <laughs> I want to hear a good roast I got one I don't know if it's too mean though <laughs> Nothing's too mean mm, I want Madison to do this one Alright this guy uh, Likes to hit it Tried to hit it long, and he thinks he's way better than he actually is. Oh, God. That's every dude's member. <laughs> I was going to say, who doesn't do that? Uh, tries to hit it long. Jeremy. Mm. 
I'm trying to think of all the people we've guessed so far. There's no duplicates. No. Unless you guys have been putting some back in. We'll probably put uh, old Benny Burnouts in there. God, I don't know. Um, we already said Will. <laughs> um, give me more. Um, I don't know. On that note. <laughs> Probably need to call it. About that time, boys? Yeah. It's 9 o'clock. Hell yeah. Well. <laughs> I feel bad for Mitch sitting over there. He's <laughs> like, fuck these guys. Enjoyed it, fellas. Yeah. Another one in the books. Uh, I know this is a little bit of a different episode. Kind of just laid back, chill. Um, let's, uh, who knows who's going to be on the next episode, but, uh, glad you guys can make it for this episode. George, you guys having it on, uh, Mark, thanks for showing up eventually. Glad we made it. (laughs) (laughs) Mike, Jeremy, always. As always friends. Enjoyed it. Appreciate you guys. No problem. See you.